0: okay oh shut up phone
1: (laughs) what was that you just open a chest
0: (laughs) that's my email sound is the zelda chest? Steve, you need
1: to stop exploring a dungeon we're trying to record the show here i'm sorry (laughs) you take this a little bit more seriously please come on talking about video games is not enough for steve i'm gonna need you to leave that dungeon and go back to the lost woods i'm gonna go smack some
0: kukos just to keep things interesting so
2: are we allowed to play video games as we record? Because
0: that <laughs> Bree, like like any of us would be able to stop you if we wanted to. Okay, well, that's true, that's do true. you think
1: that it would make the show better? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're planning to do to make all the show better? F- I didn't know four that. All of us just silently, just a completely silent. Just recording. hear us scream when we die.
0: Welcome to Isometric, a gaming podcast from a different perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz and I am here as always with a head of development at Giant Space Capriana Wu. How you doing, Bree? I'm here again.
2: I'm ready to do the show. I'm ready to be awake on the show and ready to record the show and have like like coherent conversation now. So that's my that's the excellence that we strive to bring you on isometric like, Unlike other podcasts where we're completely incoherent <laughs> We
0: don't just post the show anyway. Like we do the show over. So that's why we're here today. Yeah, we are raising the bar to coherence. That is our that's standard. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh I guess we should say if you were in the if you happen to be in the live stream uh Friday night, we had some audio issues and some, you know, awakeness issues and other things. So we are recording again. So this is a brand new show that you haven't heard. So hooray. You get two shows this week. And for everybody else, you get this show. So Can I I say something about that? Sure, go ahead. Like, So, you know, there's so many
2: podcasts. Like, um, do you guys know that moment where you're listening to a podcast and you've been listening to it for a while? And, like, someone will – it's just not a good show and you get the sense that the hosts are just kind of, you know, getting the show out there. And then you you stop listening to it. I never want any isometric listener to have a show like that. Like, I want every show to be awesome and special. And we work our butts off here to provide that to everyone. So – you know, that's that really is, is the high standards we all hold ourselves, you know, to the audience.
0: Yeah. So we had a show that wasn't one of our best, and we're going to call that the lost episode, and we're going to give you this. Yeah. So uh, we also have assistant games editor at Pace Magazine, Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie?
1: I'm doing pretty great, Steve. I got some I got some great news for you. The great news is that my mixer isn't broken. Yay! <laughs> and I am going to be able to re- use this very mixer to record our panel at PAX this weekend. And I was really worried I'd have to buy a new one because I had it plugged in wrong when we recorded <laughs> the other episode. And I figured that wow. out after the episode was over. And I was like, well, that's good. So... Yeah, human error. Human error, everybody. Not going to happen, though. Not going to (laughs) happen.
0: Now you can justify buying yourself a new video game because you didn't have to spend that money on a mixer.
1: completely true that's completely true don't need to buy how do you
0: mess up plugging it in like did did you
1: Um. plug the thing into
2: like the the refrigerator or a hole in your wall what happened Um, so it's a
1: mixer that does not take an ordinary headphone jack size it takes a quarter inch headphone so i actually have a special pair of studio headphones that have a quarter inch jack and that's the same size jack that an instrument cable takes and i never use the instrument cable input because i only use the xlr input for my mic and um, i accidentally use the instrument input because it's right next to the mic input, and so um, I basically didn't have any output, and I couldn't hear you guys. And I was like, I guess the mixer's broken because I couldn't figure out what was wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah, those are two inputs are right next to each other. I'm just gonna like remember that.
3: I love that question though that brie asks. How do
1: you how do you plug that in wrong? Well, the real answer <laughs> no, is but... I'm a not the wall, not idiot. the wall not the wall, oh. <laughs> the plug. Oh. And anyway, well, you know, it's a new mistake. It's a new mistake that I've never made before. And now I will never make it again. I'll make a new fun mistake next time. A creative Hopefully not.
0: As long as you make that mistake after Friday night when we have our panel, then you can make all the mistakes you want. Well, we're going (laughs) to record like
1: six backups of that panel, right? Like we're bringing like 600 microphones, right? Right?
0: I I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I hope so.
1: One ton of microphones. Every single listener should bring their own recording equipment to the panel. Let's all record it.
0: Yeah, well, just just everybody's gonna hold their phones up in the air with the voice memo app
1: or or you could bring a more complicated setup than that if you have a lot of stuff and you want to bring a lot of complicated stuff to record the panel that's fine with me you know i say do it i say we all record it i say nobody talks but we all record it that's my suggestion anyway just a silent room
0: Uh, yeah silent room with a million recorders that'll be fantastic yeah we also have uh, senior editor from iMore.com, psychotherapist, and the woman responsible for 90% of the $5.3 billion or slayed in Shadow of Mordor, uh, Georgia Dow. How are you doing, Georgia?
3: I'm good. I don't promise that I'm going to be any better today. I'm sorry. I'm aiming low. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, the rest of us are aiming high, but as usual, Georgia has decided to nah, phone it in. <laughs> why do that? Why do whatever? Why do the logical reason? I'm going to throw in as many dress and llama jokes as possible throughout the entire podcast. And, Georgia, and, I
2: have a question for you. I have a uh-oh. question for you. <laughs> Why do I feel fear? You sh- well, before <laughs> before we started the show, you were talking about how you, you've you got to get out of here to take your children to a birthday party where you plan to <laughs> drop them off. And I guess my question is, like, do you consider Dina Lohan a good parent? <laughs> 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 That's a question for you. Like, do you think she did a good job?
1: Three, are you suggesting that anything could be happening at this party, including like potential Hollywood bigwigs taking advantage of George's children? No, no, no.
2: I'm just saying like the way she phrased it, it was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to a party. I'm just leaving them. I'm going to go do my mm-hmm. thing.
1: There might be <laughs> drugs there. There might be drugs. There might be people offering them chances at stardom that they can't emotionally handle. Like, there could really be anything.
0: There could be two right. people doing backflips into empty swimming pools. You have no idea what's going on oh at this party. Gosh, That's true. Yeah. That's true. They could
2: be jealous Kilgore could show up at that party, <laughs> oh, Georgia.
1: Kilgore. <laughs> Combo breaker. See, these um, are references to an episode that no one's heard. I'm just going re- <laughs> to, like, no one knows what you're it's talking only about. only those that listen to it. See,
3: that's why you should listen to the show live.
1: Yeah, yeah you yeah. get the, the, jokes, the whole the jokes. This entire show is actually going to be in jokes. This is an right. elaborate troll right. that we're doing only for the live listeners. Wait, you only say
0: you jokes. say that, Maddie, that that's not every single episode oh, of the well, show.
1: Yeah. Well, but this this <laughs> time there's not even the potential that people could listen to all the back episodes and then be in on the
0: joke. In this right. case,
1: there's actually no way for them to ever get it.
0: I have the only recording and I have it locked in Gringotts and it is not coming out without you having the key.
1: I say so. don't release it. I mean my audio was really bad. So
3: we well, we have to do bad. that sort of like thing like the 10 year anniversary and we lot we, we release the the lost don't, version no, of the show that everyone doesn't want to hear.
0: Well, well, when we get an intern, I'll make the intern edit that edit that episode and then tell him that we're still not releasing it.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like just a good use just of mean. An intern's time. That's just That's mean. what it,
0: that's what it's like to work for, as an intern for Steve Lubitz. You just get a lot of work and then I forget that I give it to you and then nothing happens with it. It's it's fantastic. Right.
3: Like most interns. <laughs> <laughs> too real, too real.
0: Okay. Uh, should we talk about video games? Yeah. I want to talk about Dina Lohan some
2: more and <laughs> her her choices. Well,
0: there's a Mean Girls video game, so we could talk about Lindsay Lohan. Oh we my an excuse God. for that.
2: Did we talk about that last week? We did. We did. Yeah.
1: No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We've never yes, talked we about did. that on the show. Yes, did we? we did. We talked about Steve Guys, not watching it. I don't it. remember anything we've ever <laughs> talked about before. Is this a video game podcast? I don't know where I am right so now. So, Maddie,
0: the name of the show is Isometric. You're you're apparently our host on it. And, and oh, wow. You do, okay. Yeah. What's my yeah. role
1: on the show, would you say? What do I ordinarily do? Uh, you're the
0: amnesiac.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the amnesiac, and I spend the entire show struggling to remember my identity. That sounds right. This sounds more and more like a soap opera.
2: You also go around plugging things into things that they aren't supposed to be into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Into. Oh,
1: that definitely sounds like me. Well, what with the amnesia and all, I don't remember like what a little icon with a pair of headphones on it looks like versus what an icon with a little guitar on it looks like. I'm constantly screwing those up, so that's me. The funniest part is I just had to look to see what kind of what does that icon look like. So I can show you guys what my mixer <laughs> looks like, so that you can see exactly how embarrassing my mistake was. I'm gonna look it up.
2: Hey, Maddie. Maddie, do you know that like if you go to like France, they have futuristic plugs with three holes. It's amazing. It's like you're living in the
1: future. And the the, the three holes look completely different from America. I have been to France
2: before. It's it's amazing.
1: It's weird. And also you can completely destroy your appliances if you use the wrong plug adapters, right? Hopefully that didn't happen.
2: That would be hard to do because like the plugs are at 45 degree angles, but I'm going to try that. Like no. I like to live dangerously. Don't no. Do that. I gotta, no, you yeah, should not yeah. try that. <laughs> not with anything oh, you care about. You're going you're to lecture me, Dina? Okay. On what, yeah. I'm
1: sending you guys a, a picture of my mixer. It's okay, look, it, it's terrible. Look. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I screwed up everybody.
3: oh wow no the the picture of the the guitar is really just a picture of a guitar i know i know it's a very user-friendly mixer and the picture of the headphones is actually a picture of headphones like it's not i thought that this was was sort of metaphoric
1: i love you guys so much and this show matters to me and last night we were all super tired and i was like we just gotta do this and i just plugged things in wrong and i couldn't figure it out i don't know that's like not a funny answer but it's a true answer. Why were
3: you playing a guitar while we were?
1: I know, wasn't. Care of the show? If I had been, then it would have recorded the guitar properly in right. a separate track because that's how the fast track works. If I plug in the microphone and the guitar at the same time, it will record both in a separate track. It's actually a pretty great, good mixer. I'm not sure why we're still talking about this. Okay, Video games, sorry. Steve. No, no,
2: no. This is the new M Audio Fast Track podcast. Um...
0: <laughs> it's a very good product. Can you also plug a guitar into the guitar port? Yes, I do that question. all the time. Okay. All right, that's important.
2: Could you use this to make Rock Band, like, innovative again?
1: No, but I do use it to record music that I sell on the internet. (laughs) So that's kind of like making Rock Band innovative in the sense that I just record music and put it out, and Rock Band isn't really involved. Maddie,
2: Maddie. Oh, my God. You could update. You could... Upload your like Samus Aran Peace in Space album to the new rock band when they I have could community do DLC. I could oh do my that. god, that would I want could pretend like they're Maddie Myers.
1: People should let me know if they're interested in that. If they listen to my music and they want me to submit it to Harmonix and put it in the new rock band, if there is a new rock band, wink wink,
0: then I could play it. And then, you know, since I'm so good at rock band, I could say that I'm playing it better than you are.
1: Oh, yeah, oh. you probably will. I'm I'm <laughs> I have no idea how to play any instruments.
0: So there's a rumor going around. There's been a lot of kind of smoke and where there's smoke, there's fire that there's that Rock Band and Guitar Hero are going to be making a comeback. Rock Band had uh, several years ago, they released a pack like every Tuesday of like five or six songs, uh, usually like three from one artist and a couple of random ones. And they stopped that a year or two ago because they just done everything that they were going to do and they decided they weren't going to be doing it anymore. So uh, over the last month, they've been kind of making a little bit of a a little bit of noise. Uh, A few weeks ago, they sent this survey out to a bunch of rock band uh, fans asking them some questions about how they played rock band and what they would like to see if they were rock band were to come back. And then a week or so ago, they released the first one of these batches of downloadable songs in about two years uh, with. Kind of a wink-wink, nudge-nudge, isn't it nice to be back, stuff like that. This week, uh, there's a little bit more uh, fire to the smoke where Bloomberg's reporting that Guitar Hero is looking to come back from Activision. Um, Guitar Hero is what Rock Band came out of. Harmonix started Guitar Hero, and then uh, they went out on their own, and Activision retained the rights to Guitar Hero, so they kept making their own games that Harmonix wasn't involved with. Um, so guitar hero is looking to come back from Activision and it sounds like Harmonix is going to be coming out with a new rock band, uh, game in the near future. Uh, so, uh, and Maddie had a, you had a really great piece on, uh, why you're turning into your dad and why I'm old for liking rock band and wanting it to come back.
1: Yeah. You're really old. Mostly the piece was about you, Steven, how old you are. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't about that at all. Yeah. Uh, so my dad is, uh, Definitely one of those old school guitarists who, whenever he sees my band play alongside any other band that doesn't have quote unquote real instruments in it, he gets very cranky about it. So my band, my band has like drums, guitar, and then I play the, the guitar, uh, and he's considers my band to have real instruments in it. Um, But whenever we've got an opener that's playing cheap tunes on a Game Boy or if we have an opener who's playing a bunch of loops on a laptop anything that doesn't to him seem like real music he gets very cranky about it. But the thing is that that is what a lot of bands look like now and a lot of the ways that music is recorded now is done through loops and using different kinds of technology that wasn't necessarily used in the 80s and 70s so I, I think that the way that we make music Music is really different now and the way that we think about music is really different and it's much more digital and less analog and I think that rock band is selling a really specific kind of nostalgic fantasy for a type of band that existed in the 60s, 70s, and 80s and there's some there's some 90s acts in there but the, the 90s acts that they focus on tend to have a more nostalgic sound like Green Day is sort of nostalgic for punk rock I would say even at the time it was a throwback kind of band kind of sound for a, a time that was gone and um Yeah. So, and the Beatles rock band is the other band that they chose to focus on for for the featured uh, games that they made. So I wrote this column basically being like, I don't really know what a modern version of rock band would look like. And I think it would probably be a bunch of EDM acts that Bree is interested in. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I want Carl Cox Simulator 9000. That's what I want. I want Carl Cox. I want Thunderpuss 2000. I want DJ Heavy Grinder Because, like, you're not interested in any of the
1: bands that have been in the previous rock bands, right? right?
2: Like, when Georgia starts telling me about her taste in musical, in (laughs) music, I'm just like, okay, tell me about the war, Grandma. Yeah.
1: Right. I like modern music too. I just I have eclectic tastes. I have eclectic tastes. No, you don't. You have tastes that were not considered eclectic for the time period that you grew up in, right? Like Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> were a very successful band. Like it's not like at the time people were like, who and what? Like people know who they are.
3: It's not. I don't. I don't think anyone I grew up with listened. It was it, my. my it, yeah,
1: I don't think anyone knew
3: that. So yeah, it was. It's considered.
1: Eclectic. All right. Well, what else? What else do you like? Do you like any of the people in the Rock Band 2 soundtrack? Because I downloaded that whole soundtrack and I still listen to it. But I'm willing to accept that listening to Iron Maiden isn't cool anymore.
3: I, you see, I like I like some really I like a lot of different music. I like alternative and I like some of the the more
1: like electro punk kind of stuff. I like, like like modern stuff that's more electronic.
3: Yeah, kind of thing. I do. I, I have a really broad variety. I don't. Long Georgia now. Dow,
2: please give me an example <laughs> of a band, or yeah, you know, what you would call a band that you know <laughs> what creates good well, I mean, because EDM doesn't have bands per se. So right, give me an right. example of a, a a musical genre artist that you feel is like really indicative of a song that really makes you want to dance. Ah, uh,
3: you see, I don't know if I can give you something like that, because I don't I don't have any Band that I'm really like woohoo! This is really great. Like I like Muse or I like Imagine Dragons, but I'm not going to be like yeah I'd die if I don't. Like I'm like okay, like I don't a, know. What
2: when you think about dance music, what artists do you think about? You see, I don't know any art. I couldn't say. Yeah,
1: oh my Do you listen to dance music at all? Is that where we're finding out? You don't like dance music? I it's okay.
0: I don't really mm. like dance music. It's either, okay. For I'm the most not. Part. I
1: I will listen to it in a club and I will dance to it, but I'm not
3: like yeah Well,
1: okay so like the idea that i had at the end of this article was that i felt like it would be cool if harmonics came up with more of like a dancing and singing game like a girl group yes. game yes. i like that we can do the gem in the holograms yeah like gem in the holograms or like or any sort of girl group or boy group that that does dancing and singing because that's a way to incorporate the cooperative musical group mentality of rock band, but still do. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> still, still have like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to keep talking over the music yes, in order yes. to, in order really to, complete, to complete my elevator pitch to you and Steve, the two people who are never going to be sold on this idea because you don't care about dance music. But listen up. You <laughs> can going. get in shape and hang out with your friends with the new girl group.
0: <laughs> Harmonix.
1: Yeah. I would play the heck out of that game. What is this?
0: See, I don't see. Here's, here's this. I don't know what we're doing anyway Is this? Oh, Gem? this is Brianna versus. This is Brianna versus Georgia. Are you actually playing <laughs> DJ here <Hero laughs> like on the no, 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 no. This is the Gem theme song.
1: Truly, truly outrageous. Is that like a remix though? It was. We do remember remember we're doing the We're doing the original. punk electro music version of Gem. Yeah, I like it. I like it though. I think they work well together.
2: I don't think they work at all. I think it's disaster. <laughs> oh my god. So like okay, so that is a song like it's called Electrosexual by Sheena, and it's like one of the greatest dance tracks ever made. And this is what frustrates me about normal people. Like I've never talked about <laughs> dance music on this podcast. Okay, you have though, you have. But you can do it again.
0: <laughs> I've been trying to. I've been trying to expand my musical my musical okay. tastes. Okay, I legitimately want you to sell me on EDM seriously.
2: So what Americans think is dance music is crap. It is so bad. It is like Jessica Simpson does a remix of a song like by some loser DJ with no talent. It is so bad. It is like the americanization of dance music. It is not dance music. Here in the states, it is almost impossible to find dance music. And being a child growing up, like I would go to the mall and I would like be trying to get CDs from like bringing them in from Europe because it was so hard to find good stuff because Americans just do not understand the genre at all. So EDM what I really appreciate about EDM is if you think about rock band and what makes the music of that era interesting, um, there's a finite amount of library that you have that's done with that song. Like, right. Like if you like the who there's only a finite amount of songs from the who. So if you like classic rock, I'm sorry, all of that has been explored. What's really cool about EDM is EDM of the '90s sounds different than EDM of the nils, which sounds different than EDM of today, and it is still evolving and it's still getting better. It is fragmented in all these different subgenres. So we have something like dubstep. This is a very particular subgenre of EDM. You know, it's it's like class. Uh, one of the things that I think is really interesting about it is dubstep doesn't follow like a, a musical rhythm. It breaks it down and like goes into different time. Uh, you know, time codes very often with it, mm-hmm. and I think it's really interesting that that's something millennials, uh, generation that kind of grew up with no attention span. Yeah, I don't mean that pejoratively, but they kind of like this music that has very very loose form,
1: right? And it's is changing just unexpected
2: Yeah, it's very experimental. And like people so,
1: make fun of dubstep, but it's actually really complicated to play for that exact reason. It's it's got a lot of complexity in terms of the rhythm of how it's uh-huh. structured,
2: right? I mean, I love EDM because, like, when I think about the parts of myself that are the most, that make me feel happiest and most intense, it's it's when I'm listening to EDM because it taps into some, like, deep part of myself that just feels pure joy and excitement. And it, it's just hard to explain just how much joy it gives me. and. Yeah, you know, like I just don't feel anything like that when I'm listening to normal people music. It just sounds old and dated and and just predictable, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not to be judgy. Yeah. I mean, sorry. I don't agree, but
1: I I can kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah. Though.
0: I mean, I mean, let me uh, let me say this because I went into my Xbox today and I saw yeah. I have over 400 songs in my Rock Band library. Cool. So I, you know, I've put a lot of a lot of money into this game. Um, but I have a pretty wide—I mean, it's all rock stuff, but there's a pretty wide variety. I don't think that it's all classic rock. I mean, maybe the stuff that's on some of the the, the base games kind of skews that way, though I think they have a, more of a mix than, than you may perceive that it does, Maddie. But, I mean, there are songs like like LaRue's Bulletproof that mm-hmm. is— closer to it's not edm but it's definitely like a pop rock you closer to what you would think what what you guys are talking about than uh than you know the who or whatever yeah, i don't like they the also, who either. and they
1: have like the freeze pop songs yeah. on rock band which i've always really enjoyed and like but even that was kind of a weird thing for them to implement because freeze pop it has multiple keyboards and they implemented those songs in rock band too when they really didn't have a way to let people play them like People were playing those songs using the plastic guitar, but they were playing keyboard leads. And I thought that was really weird at the time. And I still kind of think it's weird. Like the way that an EDM song is played is going to be on a laptop or with like a MIDI pad that has structured loops and stuff like you are not using a guitar to play those songs even live, you know,
0: but, but is there some way that they could kind of take, you know, start with the bass game. I you know again, I put a lot of money into this game, so I would love to be able to see my investment go forward onto another onto another system, so I'm a little bit biased here, but, but... would you
1: keep even playing it though
0: sure absolutely i would well, I totally could just would. play
1: what you have now
0: i mean I could play what i yeah until my xbox red rings
1: yeah, well, you know what yeah. i mean
0: but uh, I guess so. and i'm not I'm not gonna buy another xbox and i I don't really like turning on the xbox anyway. I'd rather play it on you know a, a modern system, but you know there are things like you could probably take that whole library for it, and then maybe you could bring in another instrument that would let you play like chip tune you know chip tune rock or you could play right. some of the like implement a midi-, a MIDI pad or something like that like one the thing that they tried to do with rock band three that didn 't really work is that they tried to go in this pro direction,
2: yeah. and
0: it wasn't really like rocksmith is a game that kind of does that that actually i think, I believe it actually lets you plug in a real guitar and learn yeah. how to play guitar that way, and mm-hmm. the pro guitars for rock band three really were kind of a middle ground type of thing that it, it's you learning how to play guitar I mean I play again I play guitar on expert in in rock band I've put a lot of hours into that game it's probably the one game that I say i'm good at, and you are really good at it well, yeah. thank you but uh yeah bree see me see me play even though I was You're saddled br- with uh two children on the uh at the g s x holiday party on our team on our rock band team but I mean that the act of just playing you know pressing a a fret button is not the same as actually like finding a chord on multiple frets on a real guitar it's a completely different skill yeah and i don't think that it really translates but if they could the the you play rock band because you're not the kind of person who is going to make their own music or even really wants to learn how to play music but want to feel like you're playing music and i think or like that you that... want to
1: participate in right. it. and you want exactly. to sort of get a a tourist version of what it's like to participate in being in a band I think
0: right it's it's fantasy fulfillment is what it is and and I don't like the Disney ride it's a Disney ride it is it's absolutely like a Disney ride it's you know and I don't think that that fantasy is necessarily going away I think people are always going to want to feel like they're up performing on a stage especially like at PAX every year they have the stage and they have a line all the way to to the elevators from that stage of people who just want to be able to play in front of people and I think that there's a there's still a, a need for or, or a desire for people to be able to do that kind of performative play and that fantasy fulfillment without the, the time and I- investment that it takes to learn a real instrument.
1: I almost feel like comparing those two things it's not even useful. Because, like, people perform playing video games that have nothing to do with music all the time. Like... You know, fighting games and stuff at tournaments, yeah. like that's on a stage as well. And it's really stressful. And like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of, I would compare, I would be more likely to compare the stage of people playing Rock Band at, or Guitar Hero at PAX to fighting game tournaments or like Let's Plays because performing being while being in a band, I think is like a completely different skill set in a lot of ways. I I mean, I, you're still standing up there performing, but like the, the part of your brain that you're using, I, I don't know. I, I, somebody's can take a brain scan and tell me if I'm wrong. I volunteer for a brain scan.
0: That's what we'll do. We'll, we'll bring it. We'll bring an MRI machine to your next show. I and, guess uh, I'm just saying
1: like, I don't feel when I'm playing a rock band guitar, In comparison to playing my guitar, I don't feel like it's the same thing. And, like, composing music, I think, is a completely different process than learning how to cover a song. But also learning how to cover a song feels completely different to me on the piano than it has ever felt to me, like, with Rock Band, where you're just pressing the exact buttons as they go at a specific time, which is not the same as very slowly looking at sheet music and slowly learning how to play the song
0: but you could know? also play an instrument and someone like me who can't play an instrument that's as close as i'm ever gonna get
1: no 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 i know and i think i think some people don't ever really want to learn an instrument and that's fine right like i think harmonics was banking on the assumption that everybody really did want to learn how to play an instrument and i just don't think that's true sad as it
2: is georgia <laughs> deep georgia do you, georgia, do you yeah, play, you do you play say, rhythm georgia? games do you play rhythm games
3: yeah, I, I do and and uh you know, I have, you know, my actual guitar that I plug in to try to play because it's gonna be a funner experience in order to learn how to play guitar. It's actually really bloody hard. But um Are you doing it? Are you learning? I, I was and and then I just stopped. It was the game was it was fun, but you know, um but as you were saying about the performance, I, I think that you're absolutely right. Performing, you know, video games in front of a stage is about performing in front of other people, something that you are good at. Um, and you can get those accolades for doing that. And often video games, you, your skill level is left unseen to anyone. And so I think that that's a completely different experience to that. And so for people that, you know, enjoy being in a rock band and then get to perform something that they're good at in front of other people that will send them accolades to that, I think that that's also a huge high.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess those things are pretty similar now that I, now that I think about them, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that I don't think that just because somebody likes performing a video game means that they also want to perform in every other way. Like it doesn't mean they're going to want to do public speaking. Like we can't make that leap. It doesn't mean that they're going to want to like be a gymnast, you know, like, like these are all other public performance skills, but they don't necessarily have to do with video games. You know, they're, they're all just different forms of interest. I don't know. I just think Harmonix made a weird gamble. That's all I'm saying.
2: Can I take a slightly different tact with this? Um, yeah. And kind of talk about, you know, because, I mean, one of the things I think is really interesting is, you know, the, the, the survey that they sent out. Like, what do you want in a Rock Band game? What are you looking for? What would you buy? And, you know, something I think is really interesting is how are they going to innovate on the Rock Band, you know, gameplay? I, I think that's really the $20 million question because, like Rock Band 3, um, in my opinion, even though they added real guitars to it, I think it didn't really innovate. You know, I think it felt like you were doing the, the same thing all over again. And I think there's just a, I think there's, I think consumers are not going to go buy plastic instruments again. So, um, you know, I think if they ship this, I think it will support the plastic instruments, but I think it's also going to look more like Rock Band Blitz uh, than this. So I really think the, the question is how did they innovate the franchise and make it, make it compelling again. And I think like, you know, Maddie, that's why I, I really agree with your statement that I think they've really got to expand on the genres that they're going after. Um, you know, not just to capture different audiences. Cause you know, I don't care about the Beatles and I don't care about a lot of the, the groups in rock band. Um, you know, I think it would, if they expanded that to be a a wider range of music, I think that would be a new experience. I also think that um, I I just don't know how you innovate. And I I just, I don't see, humans like music. So there should be an infinite number of games that are, that are based around music, that are fun to, to play. Uh, But the truth is, it, it feels like we can only get we've only found five or six formulas that really work for it, you know, and I, I think we've kind of stagnated. And we, also there hasn't been a dance dance revolution uh, in the PS. Like we got one at the beginning of the PS3 era, but then it's just kind of stopped and they stopped delivering DLC. So, you know, it kind of feels like, you know, music games in general have kind of hit a wall.
0: Is that just because, you know, the Kinect came around and then doing it on a dance pad was like inferior to being able to play like with a Kinect where it could actually track what you were doing though?
2: I don't know anyone that's serious about DDR and I'm I'm really serious about DDR. I've played those games so ridiculously much um, you know, Connect is, you know, just any of the experiences with Connect are not even remotely comparable. I mean, I think even the best Connect dance games come down to waving your arms, you know? So, um, no, I, I have to be honest. I think, uh, you know, Dance Central, I think, I think that's okay. But one of the reasons I'm not as into Dance Central as DDR is it's a bunch of American dance music. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think their their range of music—it's just what's pop songs on the radio. And you know, there are a few that are okay, but I was I was very very disappointed with the Dance Central um, soundtrack list on Xbox One. So
0: yeah, that's the same reason I never really got into it because the music didn't appeal to me either. And that's I guess that's the challenge with a game like this is that you have to be able to make it flexible enough both so that it's easy to import songs into it and that you can make it applicable to a bunch of genres because each one of these games kind of only appeals to a subset of people. I mean, if, you're, if you don't like like hip-hop and and that kind of music, you're not going to play DJ Hero. If you don't like rock music, you're not going to play Rock Band. If you don't like pop music, you're not going to play Dance Central. And there, there has to be some sort of a a one game to rule them all that can bring all these genres together somehow, or maybe it, maybe it really is like a bunch of more specialized games, but that will appeal to that group, but really dig them in hard. I don't know what the solution is there.
1: I think the solution is clearly Crypt of the Necrodancer. Done. Topic done. (laughs) Solved. Sorry. (laughs) Um, No, I don't, I don't know what the solution is. And I, I think to bring it back to the MIDI pad idea, which I, put in the article but i actually don't know if i think it's a good idea for harmonics to implement these more experimental instruments if if they put out another rock band whether or not they call it rock band even because i just don't know if that's if we have any nostalgia or fantasy about playing a midi pad in front of hundreds of thousands of people you know like i don't know if that's a fantasy make that people fun. have yeah, yeah that's like, the question. I i feel like you know? part of what rock band was selling was a fantasy that even if it's not your fantasy like if you're brie and you don't care about that fantasy some people really do care about the old school style band and they see what that looks like and they're like that's my fantasy i'm buying this game so i can live that out mm-hmm. i don't really think that people ever think to themselves boy I really wish I could be a chiptune artist like that's not quite something that we have yet that's not like a there are plenty of excellent chiptune artists and I love to see them play live but like I don't know that we need to emulate that yet you know and like DJ Hero I played that game um, and I thought it was really fun, but the problem with it that I saw was that you are playing along with DJ remixes that have already happened. You you don't actually do any remixing at all. You're just following along, like much like in Rock Band where you're following along, sort of like you're part of an existent band or part of a cover band. In DJ Hero... The freestyling element is completely gone, which I feel like is a fundamental part of DJing. And I don't
2: know that they successfully wait, wait, wait. agree with that. What do you mean? What do you mean by that?
1: You can't you can't switch the song whenever you want to. Like, there are a lot of mashups in DJ Hero. It's almost entirely mashups. Um, and the way that the songs are structured is so that... You, you know how a mashup works. Like, it will play a melodic line from one song over... A portion of music from the other song but you have no control over what time those things happen you hmm. just no,
2: because they have the best djs in the world making those choices for you because most humans I wouldn't guess be able so, to do that but at that point why
1: wouldn't i just dance to the song what i did instead was download the soundtrack and dance to it i just downloaded it and i was like done i don't need to sit there on my couch tapping along
2: Listen, if you can listen to Dizzy Rascal's Fix Up, Look Sharp versus Genesis remix, which is just pure adrenaline.
1: Look, I listen to all of these things, but I don't know that there's a good way for like us to participate in those songs besides listening to them.
2: Oh, I I so disagree with that. Now, DJ Hero is a flawed game i love dj hero and i played a lot of that but the problem with dj hero is um like a guitar yeah you know, the plastic guitar is a well-made instrument and you can you learn your fingering and you can get really good at that but in a problem with dj hero is the mix table does not it's very hard to get good at it because some yeah. of the um moves like the scratching back and forth It's just not as precise. So what I feel when I play DJ Hero is intense, intense joy and the thrill. It's not that I feel like I'm a DJ at a club, but I feel really connected with the music, with nailing these beats and getting into this emotional flow with the song. Um, because some of those reasons, I mean, it's unbelievable how good they are.
1: Yeah. So I agree with that. I love that soundtrack.
0: That's how I feel when I'm playing uh, guitar at a high level too. And when I a hundred percent a song, like that's exactly the same feeling that I get. And it's right. You know, right, I don't right. need to play an instrument to be able to do that. Right. Yeah.
1: But I, I feel like why bother having a mix table then? Like, why not just give people a controller and have the game be amplitude at that point with a really good soundtrack, you know, like what's the point of recreating the turntable? Maybe, a that's, I, maybe that's I think the that was solution, the then. biggest
2: problem. Well, I mean, I I think that there is. I thought the crossfades worked really well on that. I thought the hitting the different buttons on it. What I, I felt agree. failed was the scratch mechanic. Yeah. Because I mean, it just it was really hard to get those minute actions down. And I I don't know. I don't know, George. I feel like you're all quiet on this. <laughs> like, what do you yeah. what do you think about this?
3: Well, I don't know. I would want to be able. I would want to be able to. Like you know, try my hand at actually faking believe that I would be able to be a DJ if I was playing it, and I've never played it before. But if I was, I would want to be able to change the tracks and change the music and make it blend and make it sound really probably horrible, but it would be my horrible, and that would be okay. And it would have strange. Yeah, music I was on surprised it. that
1: they didn't have like a freestyle mode, even if everything that you made yeah. sounded really bad. Yeah, it makes me not
3: want to think of playing it actually, because I'm like, well, then what, like i want to like you're selling me a fantasy like this is not like you know i'm you know i it's a fantasy that i could be as good (laughs) you know i have to believe the lie yeah and so
2: I but i I mean don't you know about like beat matching like it's really hard to get two different no i don't
1: i
0: don't know anything about beat matching most people have have no idea like what a, a dj may as well be a wizard up on up on stage yeah. I
1: feel like I no, I feel like the opposite is true, Steve. Like what what George is saying, I think, is what the average person thinks. I think people think being a DJ is very easy. And I would encourage those people to try it out. I'm um, yeah. sure <laughs> yeah. so it would be,
3: I would be completely wrong. Yeah. But but isn't that why you play a game? Right. Yeah. I'm not going to play a game that I can do something better at in Real life. I'm not going to play a game so I can be worse at it. You right? playing like a game because you want to
1: feel like a DJ, not actually right. learn like, how I to be a DJ. I don't play a lot of
3: fighting games. I'm actually a really good fighter in real life. So fighting games are Whoa. cool. Whoa.
2: Whoa. <laughs> uh, as we all know. that's uh, I'm sorry about all the attitude I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that this was made
1: quite... a transition, Georgia. Georgia's like, well, everybody, I'd just like to remind you that I'm stronger than you and that we're all going to see each other in a few days. Anyway. See, I, I,
0: I never have that problem because I'm always know that any of you could beat the crap out of me at a moment's notice. So you know.
1: Whoa! But only Georgia actually would.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard about your karate ex- uh, exploits. I think you could probably, uh, if if I if I stepped over the line, you could. Who, uh, me? Yeah. Or
1: any of
2: us. All you
1: of us have taken martial
2: arts. Yeah, like, but aren't you, you like a black belt in karate? Literally
1: anyone? Yes,
2: I am. So I am. yeah i'm pretty good after a few months of uh of martial arts well, yeah, you're so
3: tall you could you could cough yeah, and kick someone has in the the head. head.
2: my kickboxing is awesome so i have your <laughs> i have your uh i have your dj nickname georgia so when you come to my house i'm playing dj hero oh, you're God. dj Kilgore.
1: <laughs> as long as you you yell combo breaker when i do something
3: really oh, wrong oh my gosh
0: a bunch no we got to get a row.
1: sample we got to get a sample of combo breaker and you put it into oh. all of your songs that, that would be like so
3: great cool. Combo
0: breaker and fear me, and there, there you go. You just kind of intersperse those. <laughs> it's okay, yeah. it bothers Renee
3: that the 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 um the line isn't actually fear me, and it's been bugging Renee. And he's like, "I finally broke, and I have to tell
1: you, it is not fear me. What is it? <laughs> says, oh, what are you talking about, Batman? Uh, from from Batman? I don't know what he says. I don't care. You say fear me. It's a Georgia dad exactly. line. That's what
2: I said. I said, but that's what I say. Look." If anything, like Batman is based on you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. If so Batman. They actually wrong, couldn't get the copyright know? for "Fear
1: Me," which is what you say, but so they had to adapt it very slightly for the film. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, wait. I think that I found it. I don't know if I actually found it, but let's see. Let's try this baby out. Okay, this would be part of the song.
1: I like that. That is a really good <laughs> intro, and then the beat drops. Right,
3: That's, that right. would be
0: perfect. I, I think at the live show we just have to have Georgia run into that playing. Wait, repeat, wait, um, okay. three.
3: You're gonna have to start beatboxing. Ready?
2: Okay. And <laughs> then like a million Mario coin sound effects. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Georgia, this is your assignment to have this ready for Friday.
1: Oh, right. Right. Okay. Uh, Why do uh, we so- have more people remixing parts of the show and sending us remixes? Somebody do that with that. Because
0: Jonathan Mann did it way too well already he and everybody did. else You're is right. intimidating. I
1: complained about something that actually <laughs> happened. I'm so sorry, Jonathan Mann. You did that. He did name that game, which was a remix of something we did on the show.
3: We we should we should come out to doing the panda dance, because
1: we haven't. Yeah, we can play that.
0: Okay, we yeah. have we have to go we have to talk about VR before Georgia has to go abandon her kids at a at a birthday party somewhere. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh so there's been a bunch of stuff going on with vr uh this week and it sounds like there's going to be a lot of announcements at gdc which is starting when is GDC starting on Brian? on monday is that when it starts
2: uh i know it starts from <laughs> she, has, she has someone that does that for her
0: that's true yeah. i'm sorry i, I forget <laughs> she that you doesn't have, you have to know
2: have, these things Bri i'm has sorry people i feel now. like so <laughs> terrible when i say that but i have to i couldn't run my life if i didn't have help at this point It's, it's so terrible. <laughs> no i totally get it don't do play. that don't make the mistake of having a successful career.
0: I yeah. made that <laughs>
2: mistake, and it's
0: awful. So, is that what you told the students that yesterday? Just aspire to be mediocre. It's it's easier right. that way.
3: Be average, or be <laughs> be like me during the podcast. Be like, do everything you shouldn't do.
1: Yeah, play a lot of Mario Coins and like right. misquote Batman a lot, and
0: yeah, that's that kind
1: good. of thing. <clears throat> be positive all the time. Kill a ton of orcs, like a lot more orcs than you'd think. Yeah. <laughs>
0: More than, more than it's necessary, really. Hey, the There's Dalai. a new
3: update to it, so I have to. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be killing orcs at some
0: point. Yeah, Come you on. get to. You get to like punch Sauron in the face or something now, right?
3: What? It's, it's supposed to be better. Don't tell me I don't know yet. Oh wow, I should update my. Don't thing. tell. Don't tell. Don't say. Okay.
0: Oh okay. Sorry. Anyway. Anyway. So VR. Sorry. <laughs> uh. There's so there's a bunch of announcements that are coming out. Apparently Steam. Uh. Valve is going to be introducing a Steam VR device at GDC, which is separate from the from the Steam machines that. They still haven't shipped yet, but this is something that they're going to be showing off at GDC. And uh, one of the founders of PopCap is going to be starting a new company, or I guess he is starting a new company, uh, called Pluto VR. John Veshi is his name. Um, and what that company is doing, there's been a lot of companies who, like Oculus and Sony and, and now Valve that are working on the hardware and what Pluto VR is going to be doing is actually working on the applications to make it usable for for normal people and make it appeal to people who aren 't following all this stuff really closely and aren't you know aren 't really on the following all the tech blogs and everything like that kind of taking uh, taking VR and assuming it 's going to happen at some point and being there with the applications that are going to make it applicable for a normal person to want to use and, and that 's really interesting because PopCap is really one of the first companies that started making games for people who didn't identify as gamers. I mean, they were – they were a long time ago, they were introducing Bejeweled and Peggle and, and doing the free-to-play – Wait, uh, Peggle? Peggle? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: Where? <laughs>
1: right? You can insert in a record scratch at that moment.
0: Yeah, I, I might have to. Um, so – so you know they they were doing free to play and, and introducing games in a browser and then allowing people to buy the full version before any of the stuff that was going on in the app store, um, that's happening today. So it, it's really interesting that they're looking to to do this. So I mean, Bree, what are you what are you thinking about as far as like a timeline for this? Are we getting close finally? Are we still five years away? Are we still uh, ten years <laughs> away? Are we? <laughs> ask Brie. Ask Bree we...
2: what da, I really want to know. Da, da, da.
0: Brianna, 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 Brianna. Brianna. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: Sorry, you said Peggle, and my brain just broke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I apologize.
0: I, I can't. Yeah. Come so, so Bree, Georgia wants to know when she's yeah. getting her holodeck is really Be what we need to, to know. Be kind to me, Brie
2: um such deja i'm trying to think of a way to not repeat the joke so i'm just gonna (laughs) say you're never gonna get your holodeck georgia and you're never gonna kick a panda in your face i'm sorry in their face
1: yeah i still believe i believe that the holodeck is possible this is what i'm willing to do
2: for you though georgia i'm willing to have We'll put some goggles on your face, Right. And I'm willing to put you in a room with Steve and then it will, in a panda suit, and then it will be just the same. <laughs> and Steve, the panda suit will have a
0: lot of padding, so it will be very safe for See, you, you so don't worry. The right. problem with your plan, Bree, is that if I break my wrist, the show ends.
1: Oh that's bad. I <laughs> don't so remember weird. We aren't even trying to explain this joke. Like this is another example of us repeating something that we said on the last episode that no one will understand. The worst thing,
3: Maddie, is that I remember that horrible Katamari joke <laughs> that I finished last
1: show with. <laughs> I'm I was like, so oh my God. thrown by that joke that I did not a... even have a response. Are you just going to say it again? Are we just going to relive everything? No, I'm not... gonna... I'm reliving it in my head. I'm like, don't say the joke, Georgia. Hold your tongue. Don't say the joke. Everyone who's dead joke silence. really disturbed me. I just want to tell our listeners, <laughs> all of these jokes disturb me, but I'm going to repeat them anyway, because the thought of somebody being confused disturbs me as well. Apparently, Georgia not only no! wants a virtual holodeck, but she wants a virtual holodeck where she can fight a panda because no. pandas apparently deserve to be fought because <laughs> All lies. i All was told lies. they are real bears they're bears, they Maddie. bears.
2: she was <laughs> georgia last night told this podcast that pan- if you tried to pet a panda it would chew your arm off and eat they, you
1: they are they're they're Seems vicious legit. actually they probably are vicious. I mean, they, they really are I feel like I wouldn't want to pet one. I would want to let the panda just do whatever it was going to do. But I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't provoke it, you oh, know? No. Like, I wouldn't pet it, and then it would attack me. And then I'd be like, now I can fight the panda. Finally, what I've <sighs> always wanted to do. That would never happen to me. But Georgia, on the other hand, might do something like that.
3: These are all lies. I was, <laughs> but, it was tame. I would have never said something. So there okay, were no pandas that, that, that were hurt. In if the it making were of this podcast, a virtual
1: panda. Though a virtual panda, all bets I don't are remember. Off for
0: you. I, I don't know what happened here. I,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Steve. Moderates the show. I'm
0: very sorry. I'm sorry. What
1: were, were we talking about?
3: Anyway, virtual reality? we were
0: we were asking Bree when you were going to get your holodeck, and then we started Please. talking about kill, kicking pandas for five minutes. So no. oh. so so Bree, what what did, you know? You're this is something that that GS GSX is starting to work on. You know, long term, like like what are you what are you looking for out of like the stuff that you've seen and the stuff that you're hoping to see that's coming up and like not even necessarily at GDC, but like over the next year or so in terms of announcements, like what are you looking for?
2: Well, I mean, I could talk about GSX as we're on the venture capital scene right now, because what we're working on is expanding our company. And, you know, we are working to have short-term goals and long-term goals. So short-term goal is, you know, Revolution 60, by the time we ship the PC version, will have been a profitable game, uh, you know, it, it looks like at least. Um, so, you know, as we're going forward, we want to have short-term revenue with, with games that we're investing in. Um, But what we're thinking about is the long-term strategy as, you know, we're trying to do a VC investment. Um, Because, you know, a venture capitalist, if they invest in a company, they want to have a longer-term bet that could really pay off. So our long-term bet is to, you know, basically... Invest in figuring out narrative in VR. Like something GSX does better than other companies is doing games that kind of you know, cater to women and have really awesome narrative and animation. So we want to be a leading company producing narrative experiences in VR, which is the dream, right? Like the holodeck is the dream. So um yeah, you know, that's where we're going. So one of the reasons that this topic really excited me is I it's it makes a lot of sense. And you know, PopCap kind of figured some stuff out about casuals. Um, you know, they they're one of the first companies to do that. So You know, this person making this company and kind of figuring out, like, what do games look like in VR? What kind of experiences are people going to like? Um, That's a really cool experience. I do have to say my own bias is I think that VR is not going to be an experience that's going to work well for casual In the PopCap sense, because I think like you have people like me that play Peckle ridiculously hardcore, but I think I'm a hyper, hyper, hyper edge case. (laughs) Yeah, I think most people that play PopCap games looking for, I think it's what I call a stolen moment game, you know, that you want to play for just a few minutes. So... Um, I'm currently a little unconvinced that, um, you know, PopCap, that kind of same formula is going to work in VR, but that may be what he figures out. Um, I believe VR as an experience is going to be something that, like, you shut off the real world and go into a different space. Right. Does I, that make I sense? Fully, I yeah. fully
3: agree with you, Bree. I want VR to have something that's peaceful and beautiful that I can interact with everything. There's not too much violence around
2: uh, there's a panda unless they're involved. pandas, yeah.
3: James. <laughs> I just wanted to say the exact opposite as I said last time. <laughs> just confused everyone that actually listens to it live and then listen <laughs> to the taping of the show. But no, I think that that's it. You would be there for the experience. You would be able to experience, and I think that it would be absolutely amazing for people that are dealing with stress relief or for post traumatic stress or for right. dealing with new interactions or if you have to learn to adapt to a new situation. That you could actually interact and be there. And so I think that there's a long way to go to it, but it's really, really exciting. And I still do think of that idea of you playing Peggle, like, and being in Peggle.
2: Right. That would be so cool. Well, just I don't so think cool. that would really work. Can I say something about this? Because, like, one thing that's really cool after, after we did the show last night is I went out to dinner with a bunch of um, women engineers and we were talking, we spent two hours talking at VR and some of the problems. Um, there are actually a lot of. Really cool applications Mm that actually two research scientists there were trying to get funded um, specifically with autism. And and Steve, I just could tell you what they're talking about. Yeah, maybe factually inaccurate about some stuff, but um, I'm, you know. I'll try to to correct if, yeah.
0: Sure, sure.
2: So what they're talking about is, like, um, what ends up happening is if you have children on the spectrum, um, a lot of parents end up spending tens of thousands of dollars out of pocket because, like, you know, school districts will only pay for so much specialized education for children. And as I understand it, like, early intervention makes a massive, massive difference in, like, functionality, uh, you know, later in life. So what they are talking about doing is using VR for game functionality for kids, uh, on the autism spectrum. So it would be things like, you know, having someone like looking at someone in VR and like figuring out their what their face feels like and trying to figure out what that emotion is. Or even like, you know, some kids are on the autism spectrum. Like they have trouble dating, uh, you know, when they get older, like they were giving an example of a, a boy on the spectrum that kind of didn't understand how to read social cues with girls. And he, he felt very lonely, because he just couldn't figure that out. So they are talking about a lot of um, basically creating products in that category um, to kind of supplement this this private tutoring uh, that would go on. And another thing that's really exciting about that is, um, you know, as I understand it, if you're bringing a kid on the spectrum to a therapist, they can sometimes feel like talking to someone in real life is a little threatening. Yeah. But if they're talking to someone on a screen – it's a different experience, which is why you know I've noticed Steve, your kids kind of are drawn into iPad. A they lot. are, um, yeah. So
0: um, I've definitely read articles uh, about kids who are more severely autistic than than my kids, who uh, you know who are not able to communicate verbally in real life, but they can be social, like in a in a scenario like World of Warcraft or something like that. And, and mm-hmm. um, you know, my kids are definitely. Interact with screens a lot better than they do, you know, sometimes with, with people in real life too. So I could definitely see, I mean, ABA is, uh, you know, mm-hmm. is something that is, it has been really helpful, uh, you know, early on for my kids. But yeah, I mean, we had, uh, we had early intervention help, but that ran out at age three. And it would have been, you know, if we had something like that, I mean, you know, my kids are, my kids are doing okay now and they, and we were able to kind of stop with the ABA and it was okay. And, and I know ABA is a little bit, is a little bit controversial anyway. Um, but, but being able to, to help not necessarily, you know, correct the autism, because I know that that's, you know, that's something that isn't necessarily the, the goal, but to help the kids understand what the social expectations are and be able to you know un- to understand that and then be able to to correct in themselves to be able to adapt to that would be really would really helpful. Um,
3: yeah, the problem with virtual reality would be that the therapist wouldn't be able to actually read the eye cues and facial cues that the child might be making or a teenager. And so I think that it is better if you have a real-life therapist for many of the treatments. There are some things in ABA that you can do virtually um, just to be able to read what are different facial cues and what is someone when they're angry or upset and to correctly name that. And I think that that could work out virtually really, really well. Um, and also in, engaging in social constructs and interactions and be able to to try to pick the proper manner in which they can deal with it. I think that having someone and being able to have an actual therapist on the other side virtually would be a really cool way to deal with it because there's a lot of ABA therapists that, you know, we could run through through, right like right now they use... Um, you know, uh, FaceTime to be able to deal with it or some people mm. do it through Skype, though not as effective just so that you can get the therapist to the child and if they have a medical emergency or they have to go somewhere, it's remote and they can end up dealing with it because it is really costly to be able to travel and time is of essence. So I think that there's still a certain way to go and there's certain things that would be really good for the treatment of many different things that people might be dealing with. Um, and I, But I think that there is a big difference if you cannot properly read what someone else is going through while they're dealing with it. And that might be the difficulty in dealing with it virtually right now.
2: Well, I mean, every every bit of this is a difficult engineering problem to solve. I mean, and coming back to the you know to the the PopCap news, I mean, I think what's cool here is there are all these new problems to solve in VR. Mm-hmm. You know, for PopCap, it's like, what do social games look like in in virtual reality? Like, what does a controller look like in virtual reality? Like, this is you know, like Facebook bought this, so presumably it's going to be casual games. Um, you know, what what are we going to interact with? Do you put a PS3 controller? someone's hand because uh you know uh, an iphone isn't going to work that kind of touch interface like uh is it going to be haptic gloves um so there are all these really cool problems to start solving Mm -hmm. and you know uh this is the direction that we're moving in um so i think there's any number of really cool applications out there but i i think all of them have really difficult engineering challenges so you know like the reading the facial yeah yeah
0: and and motion sickness is another thing motion sickness is still a big
2: issue yeah we're. I was talking to them last night. One of the problems with that is your inner ear thinks you're staying still, but your eyes don't know. Yeah, yeah there's a difference.
3: Yeah. There's a difference between what you're seeing and what your your inner ears are feeling, and because of that, um, our brain notices we must be falling down, and so it tries to correct that, and you end up feeling nauseous because of that. Um, you know, it, it's it's going to be a difficult one to deal with for virtual reality. Um, it is not an impossible one to deal with through virtual reality, but I think that it's going to be really hard. It's going to take a huge amount of engineering prowess to be able to deal with that. Though, so, Ginger, Ginger. Yeah, just
1: take Ginger. It's fine. Better, better. <laughs> ginger will heal you for about 30 for minutes. Everything. According to yeah. Dr. Dow. That was. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Ginger's like uh, like spraying Windex on something from my Big Fat Creek wedding. You know, exactly. it solves yeah, solves yeah, yeah. everything. Exactly.
3: It pretty much is fresh fresh ginger. Buy ginger root, slice it up, stick some sugar on it, chew it up with some
2: water, you're good to go.
0: So so Bree, what Bree, what are you playing this week? Uh, Persona Q.
2: So, uh, you know, when, uh, Megan over at Polygon, she, she kind of really recommended this game when it first came out, which I was crazy skeptical about. Um, it's one of these, I mean, do you guys ever buy games and it just doesn't grab you right away and you just kind of put it away?
0: That, yeah. That's like my life story, Brie. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think it's every gamer.
2: But, you know, I'm going to be on the road for, um, I think I'm only at my house for two weeks in the next two months. So, um... Yeah. Uh so I was like, okay, this is a sixty hour game, let me pick it back up. And um it's actually really, really good. The the core mechanic of it is you're rewarded for drawing out a map of the dungeon as you explore it and one hundred percenting it. It's how you get like the 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 highest quality items of the game. And this this just taps into like whatever um like completionist part of my brain uh, yeah, that exists. I totally so I get that. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. The, the touchscreen is a little wonky on my 3DS because it's it's older. Uh, we had an isometric listener that uh, very generously uh, sold me his after I lost mine at PAX Prime last year. So, um, you know, for me, it's the reason I'm going to uh, upgrade to a new 3DS as soon as possible. But it's a, it's a really good game. I wouldn't say it's the most compelling Persona story I've ever seen, but um, I'm definitely
0: enjoying it. Uh, Maddie, what are you playing this week?
1: Okay, so... Uh... My friend Darius Kazemi, who makes a bunch of hilarious Twitter bots, so people might know him from that, is moving away. And he gave me his Dreamcast and all no his way. Dreamcast games. And I will spare our listeners from last night. I read every single title of every Dreamcast game I got. Just just assume there's a lot of Dreamcast games. So last night I played Crazy Taxi and I talked about it on the show. Uh too long didn't read crazy taxi is still really amazing and today (laughs) i played a different game because steve recommended it to me i played gauntlet legends today oh yeah what'd you um, think of it I thought it was actually really fun, but it's so simple, Steve. Like, there's nothing to this game, right? Like, i, I mean, like, you're gonna have to tell me if I'm playing it wrong. No, you're I'm playing pretty it, right? sure it's just like mash the buttons. It's like some well, old that's school what Diablo. That's what Gauntlet
0: was, though. I mean, yeah, that's what Gauntlet yeah, yeah. was too. I never so.
1: played. i am i This is nothing. I've never played it before. I've no memory of this. So, um, I'm totally new to this. I don't know anything about it. Uh, it's kind of like Diablo. I picked the Archer lady because she looks the coolest. The Valkyrie? So I, um, I don't oh, know. Oh no, the Steve, the actual Archer. Know the archer yeah, no she's, that was archer. Something else. Okay. she's wearing these cool furs and unlike the other female characters she doesn't have like cleavage all the way up to her chin so I was like okay I'll, <laughs> I'll pick this this cool fur lady because she looks like she's actually wearing a bra and um <laughs> or at least like some form of like ace bandages under there she looks like she's she's wearing something something that she could actually fight in she looks very cool and um a lot of the characters look really cool there's a couple ladies that I'm like oh I don't know about this but th- you know what that's kind of what what you get when it comes to these games so I'm gonna I'm gonna plow through a bunch of these Dreamcast games. I'm having a lot of fun with with Gauntlet Legends, but I want to try out some of these other ones too. So yeah, it's going to be cool. Some of these games I've never played before and, or I was, you know, they were kind of things my parents wouldn't have bought for me when I was a kid. (laughs) So I will get to play them now. It'll be fun.
2: Maddie, do you think what will happen if like we both plug in our Dreamcast? Do you think we can get AOL and then we can go on Fantasy Star Online together? Oh wow! Oh, Could we do that? Let's give that oh. a shot. That? I'm
1: a little worried about this Dreamcast. Because it is making some really loud noises, <laughs> so I'm kind of like, "How long can I get Darius's Dreamcast to keep working? How quickly can I play as many of these games as possible for before the Dreamcast dies?" So there's also an element of uh, an element of fear and time running out when it comes to this Dreamcast. It's just I like know. isometric. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: Speaking, can of I tell Ritch-
0: you, I must have put like 20 hours or so into Fantasy Star Online without ever connecting my Dreamcast to the internet.
2: Oh, really? I think I think that was doing it, it wrong. Can you play
0: it? <laughs> yeah, you can totally play it single mind? player without ever connecting it to the internet.
2: Oh my god, I'm totally gonna do that.
0: Yeah, I should pick that up too. it would be interesting to see how it I mean, up. just
2: because like AOL will charge my credit card for Net <laughs> to infinity if I do it. So <laughs> yeah. Do they still have your credit card? Probably. I'm okay. probably losing twenty dollars a month. That's how since that's 1992. how they stay. In the business, <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Georgia,
0: what are you playing this week?
2: Well, don't be shocked, guys, but since
3: last week uh, I'm playing Goddess.
1: I'm so shocked, George. I've never heard this information before. Please <laughs> tell so me There was so much more. shock the last time I played through I this was in so, my head. I'm floored. I just fell out of my chair. Whoa! <laughs> 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 that's
3: that was that's better. That's what I was expecting from this. Um, I actually liked the game. I thought that it was really fun. It's on my. Uh, I'm playing it on my iPhone, so it's the OS version. But it's really beautifully done um, graphically. I think it's um, fabulous looking. It's really smooth it's a cute interface go ahead brie and um i'm having a lot of fun playing it so i feel bad for us talking about like you know i, I totally get why everyone's so angry that this game is not going to be fully hopefully it will be fully completed because i think it's pretty neat
2: georgia georgia come on we have groupthink we have groupthink <laughs> here in game dev come on did you miss the memo i is sorry. evil we hate him. All his work is garbage. I Corbidge. know. What? No, we can never enjoy anything he ever does again because gamers. Once a developer slights us and betrays us by having, by being a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just Consumer revolt, everything. guys. Consumer
3: right, revolt. Come
0: yeah. Come on, Georgia.
3: I'm sorry, yeah. fake
0: gamer girl. I'm sorry. I'm so. You know, Georgia. Peter <laughs> Molyneux is an orc. You know that.
3: Yeah, oh my yeah. God, that's it. He's dead to me. <laughs> you- <laughs>
0: Uh, okay i totally changed
3: my mind now
0: okay thank so, goodness so i have been playing with uh with my older daughter i've been playing kirby and the rainbow curse uh which we just got from gamefly this week and i i'm do I'm it, not sh- Keith,
1: break my heart again
0: I- i'll break your heart again I- i'm gonna put courtney holmes's uh article from our uh, review on from pixelkin in the show notes because she did a really good job summarizing what i'm kind of the problem that i'm having with it it's so you control Kirby, and you kind of, instead of controlling Kirby like a normal game, you just kind of draw lines on the, on the touchpad, on the gamepad, and then you touch him to kind of get him to go along in a direction. So uh, I've been letting my mm-hmm. daughter do that, and then I've been playing, the other players can play as Waddle Dees, which are just like normal platformers that kind of jump around and help out. But it's really, uh, I, I'm, still, I ha- I'm still really early on, but it's really kind kind of frantic. And it's really hard as a second player to be able to help out because you're spending half the time just, like, trying to get yourself on solid ground to be able to do anything. And by the time that you figure that out, Kirby's already moved on to another part of the level. Um, And and the graphics are beautiful. It's like this claymation style. But um, the problem is when you're playing as the primary player, you're spending the whole time looking at the gamepad screen because you're using the stylus and not actually looking at the television. So you're losing a lot of those graphics on the low-res i'm i'm gonna play it some more hopefully it'll get a little bit better but it sounded from courtney's review like it doesn't really so i think i'm glad we rented it instead of bought it but um but you know she seems to be liking it and it's something that we can play co-op together so that's something so
2: i'm sorry kirby Kirby failed
0: you i know i know i know it's uh my my heart bleeds pink for this but you know what are you gonna do (laughs)
2: Kirby is dead to me now. I, I will not I will not stand for him letting you down, Steve. You're I'm too sorry. good a person.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna write Kirby a lot of angry letters this
0: week. I think he's right. but I did send you that very cute Kirby gif of him you eating ramen. So, what is that yeah. from? I don't know. I found it in GIF Wrapped. I just did a search for Kirby and I found it. So
1: huh. it's like an animated yeah. if there's an animated Kirby TV show that I didn't know about, tell me about it, internet. <laughs> tell me where I can find it and watch it. Thanks.
2: Maddie, you should me. you should cosplay Kirby.
1: That'd be really You've hard. You gotta do
2: this. How would that I? Would be you just get like a garbage bag,
0: a yeah. pink <laughs> a garbage <laughs> bag, a pink garbage bag. Yeah. Okay, sure. Just get just get you know one of those one of those big balls that you kind of crawl into and then roll around and just paint it pink and just crawl into that. Yeah,
1: because like the thing is, I've been thinking lately, like how can I look really ugly? I've been thinking about that, and I've been thinking like, what if I just put a huge sphere around myself and then put a garbage bag over it? That was something don't think I was of thinking. It as
2: a, don't think of it as a garbage bag. <laughs> think of it as a Georgia protection suit. <laughs> no. Uh,
1: I'll be a okay. sexy Kirby. How about that? How about I ruin childhoods oh, with that? that
3: sounds so at wrong. Please do, yeah, no. do that. You can't do that. No, you can't
1: do that. I'm just going to do whatever I want at PAX. I'm going to wear whatever I want with that panda oh. hat. Whatever, which I whatever. Have I do what I want. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing. I have to
2: tell you guys why we were doing this show. I did uh register to rent a panda costume. <gasps> what? No. I don't did you know really? if it's going to happen. Don't, I did. Don't even. Don't even. Don't well, get have, me excited and then say you're not doing it. I have security people with me. I've got security people with me, so I like I can order them to wear the panda suit oh and God. like follow no, me around, no, right? No, yeah.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. Right. Yeah. Apparently, pandas are real bears, okay? Pandas are real <laughs> bears. Okay, I love it.
2: I love it. Right. That
1: sounds
3: like the best thing to me. They have to be able to be huggable. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> but they're also tough,
1: okay? You yeah, don't pet them, Georgia. You don't pet them. They'll bite your arm off. They will. will <laughs> bite your arm okay, off. They'll bite your arm off. Okay, let's, all
0: right, let's all right, wrap we this got up it. for my kids. All right, so, they're all yeah. dressed looking at me. All right, so <laughs> real, <laughs> real, <laughs> real quick housekeeping before we go. Um... Remember that uh, if you're going to be at PAX East this weekend, remember our isometric live panel is going to be at 8 o'clock on Friday night. Uh, if you are someone who listens to the live stream, we will not be doing it. live wait, Friday? Friday night.
2: I don't fly back in
0: until Friday night. No, No, I was told you fly in Thursday night.
2: I was hoping I could punk you, man. <laughs> That's I know your that. schedule
0: too, so don't you can't you can't do that to me.
1: Yeah, Brie won't be there. That's not a big deal, right? Yeah, no, no big deal. Will. She will.
0: Um, so so isometric live is going to be Friday at eight o'clock. Uh, if you're going to be at Pax East, also uh, most of us except for Maddie are going to be on other panels. Uh, Georgia will be on a panel on Friday at eleven thirty called "Enabling Co-op Mode: Improving Identity-Based Conversations." Um, I will be on a panel on Saturday at 10.30 in the morning, which is too early for Bree to be there, to, called Achievement Unlocked Parenting, Now What? And Bree will be on a panel at Saturday at 8 p.m. Uh, called Censors Do Devs Have Creative Freedom? So you can come in and see us all talk there as well. And um, if you want to hear some more of us uh, this week, Georgia was on a podcast called Back in My Play talking about star fox 64 that was a lot of fun and georgia you, have you watched uh, flight of the navigator yet or not
3: yet i will okay. though i swear
0: okay I, i'm <laughs> holding you to this
2: i know by the way all isometric listeners if you see georgia PAX and she's out of control pack security can be reached at security at pax. <laughs> <laughs> dot com they will respond to all threats within 24 hours so just just keep that in your phone if georgia like can wear some garbage bags just stay safe everybody.
0: <laughs> protect yourself
2: protect yourself
0: and, and also okay so also i was on a couple of podcasts this week i was on front to back uh talking about uh gaming and parenting and uh, i was also with our friends anna tarkov and jessica dennis on unconsolable uh which was week. awesome so, oh thank you yeah, we talked about uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff like App app Store history and gaming history and the crash of 84 and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. We also I also want to give a big shout out to David North, who drew me a Tron hand turkey after last week. Oh, it was the so, cutest
3: town turkey ever.
0: I may make it. I my, my Twitter avatar is my face for PAX, but um I may make it my Twitter avatar after PAX. Steve and, hates
1: me, clearly. Whatever. I don't want to talk <laughs> about
0: it. And like I also it was a protest. Well, I, it's, fine. Also, it's fine. Well, i also, well, I also got angry. you. The, I what? also got you the Life is Strange soundtrack, Maddie. Uh, thanks to Terrell on, on Twitter who that sent a link to that. That and the
1: Kirby gifts. You're trying to make it up to me. It's fine. Yeah, I, guess, I am. I guess we're friends again now.
0: Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyway, so I'll have links to all that in the show notes. And uh, you can find the show notes at 5by5.tv slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. Uh, as always, please do uh, rate and review the show on iTunes. Uh, we got a few reviews this week. It really helps us out a lot when you do that, and we love to read those. Uh, you can send us feedback via email to feedback at isometricshow.com and you can follow all of us on Twitter. Uh, the show's account is at isometricshow. I am at wicked good and Bree, where can people find you?
2: Security at packs.com and Spice Cat uh,
0: And Maddie, where can people find you?
2: Um, I'll be
1: posting progress pics of my sexy Kirby cosplay at Samus <laughs> <laughs> Woo! G- and,
0: and, and, and Georgia, where can people find you fighting pandas?
1: At, at, at Georgia underscore
0: Dow. Okay, so thank you, as always, for listening. We hope to see you all at PAX East on Friday. Have a good one.